what's up, everybody? Live from Jason Cass's studios right here and, and from Joey's studios as well. This is The Grow Show for uh, March 11th, and we're going to be talking about the big IOT, okay? Uh, maybe some of you guys may know what that is. Uh, maybe you don't. It's called the Internet of Things. So what we're going to be talking about, I'm just going to get right to it, and then we're going to talk about a couple other things and circle back. But why I got your attention, I want you to know what this is about. If you listen to the last podcast, or excuse me, not podcast, the last grow show, we talked about Google and how they're involved in insurance. And in a way, we're going to kind of be going there again because since then, I mean, there's been some big announcements. They finally have released their platform. And the thing I just want to let you know is, is this is the, uh, it's the beginning of the end for the insurance companies. And it's the beginning of greatness for us insurance agents. Now, I know there's a lot of you watching. There's a lot of you listening right now. And you're saying to yourself, uh, what are you talking about? I got to tell you, this isn't what I've even thought my whole life um, in my time and career. I really thought there would be a demise of the insurance agent. And I've really come to find out that that's just absolutely not going to happen. And I believe the Internet of Things is going to be one of the main catalysts that we are seeing that is going to be seen and is being seen that's going to eliminate that. Okay, So we're going to talk about how the Internet of Things is going to eliminate the insurance companies or at least severely reduce them, as will the agent. But the ones that, serve, that uh, want to innovate will be able to survive. And I can't say so much about the same thing with the insurance agents. But before we do... Joey, uh, how are you doing, buddy? Ever say hi to all the, the viewers and to the listeners? Uh, three minutes into the show, where you've made a two-minute improvement from last time uh, for letting me talk. So we're we're baby steps, right? Baby steps. Baby steps, baby. baby I'm steps. doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you as always. Fantastic, fantastic. And as I sit here, I drink my my little coffee mug. It is a trusted choice. Keep in mind that Jason Cass and Joey are trusted choice independent insurance agents which means we have many companies, many choice for you. So I know you guys are all insurance agents. You're wondering what the hell is he talking about that for, but just keep in mind, you know. You something. can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. No, you can't. We're trusted. We're the choice. What choice you want? You want that choice? You want this choice? You want that choice? You want this choice? That's who we are. So it looks like we're picking up uh, some more viewers there, Joey. It's, it's uh, starting to increase, and that's what we like. Um, for you just now joining, we're going to be discussing the IoT and how insurance companies are going to be eliminated. And the first, though, I want to talk to a little bit about something, and that has to do with DEMA, the Digital Insurance Marketing Academy, that a lot of you guys, uh, probably you viewing and listening, are a part of it, or you've wondered what it is. Um, it's totally being revamped, and we are creating the GPS Digital Roadmap um, that is going to basically say here, start this process, and it's going to be a six- to eight-month course uh, where you're going to be fed some information once a week, and it is going to lead you to digital greatness. So that, that's just where we're at there with that. I also want to remind you that we have a mastermind club that Joey and I are part of, and so are a bunch of actually 36 other agents. It is a paid group, but uh, you get some different things. Uh, coming, and We meet on the second and the fourth Thursday of every month at 10 o'clock. Um, and so tomorrow would be one of our meetings. Two weeks from now, we're going to have Mike Stramoso, uh, who is from Agency Profit Mastery, a uh, very well-known speaker, speaks all across the United States, costs probably two, three hundred bucks to go see him, 
when you're a mastermind member you get to see him for free and then on April 9th we're going to be bringing in Marcus Sheridan uh, the sales lion if you don't know who he is go to thesaleslion.com and you'll see uh, he's pretty good he's uh, I, when I was with the big eye when I was the chairman of the big eye a couple years ago we paid him about eight or ten thousand dollars I can't remember exactly uh, for him to come in and be a keynote speaker for us for one hour our mastermind calls are one hour and he's going to be coming on doing a little presentation and answering the questions of the mastermind members one-on-one -on -one. that's something you couldn't even get when you went and saw him live so that's just what we do here at the mastermind and we've got some other exciting guests coming out um, for May and June as well and if you follow the podcast which you're probably listening this to or you're watching this on YouTube or you're watching it live um, we're going to be developing and rolling out the summer of marketing um, I've already got a lineup of people who are going to be coming and uh, really, really blowing the doors off marketing. And not just from insurance. We're going to be bringing in insurance. I got a real estate marketing guy and some of the stuff that he's doing. He's kind of doing the same thing like Joey and I are right now, um, but in the real estate market. And then I've just got some people who are just general uh, marketers. Want to show two more shout outs out there? One is for Content Warfare, our longtime buddy um, and colleague of Joey and I's, Ryan Hanley, has finally released his book, Content Warfare. He's fast and increasingly uh, flying up the Amazon charts. Um, and he's at number 10 best uh, book right now, and he was at like number 1,700. I don't know what it was, but he was at the bottom of the list, which is where everybody starts whenever they are uh, writing a book. But he's fast going up. Go to Amazon.com, look up Content Warfare, and you're going to see his book. I've already read parts of it. Um, I kind of had to write a review about it. I told Hanley, I said, I don't want to read anymore until I actually get my hardback. I looked on Facebook, and he's actually setting it out. And the ARC book will be coming out for Grow for Jason Cass, my book, I guess I should say, which is Customer Service is Just Foreplay. The Customer Experience is the Home Run. And it's going to be pretty good because it's not just the first 40% of it is just a normal read. And uh, I bet we've probably got some viewers that I've already released about 10 copies out to. If any of you viewers are on, have read about it, please leave a comment. Joey's checking those comments. Um, and so far we've got great feedback. Now some of the feedback that we've got, it says we like, they like how the book was written. The first 40% of it is, is the perfect storm, it's the websites, it's mobile, it's all my crazy ideas of like we're going to discuss here in a minute how insurance or companies are going to be eliminated soon. But then the next 40% is what we call the modern client experience, where it is actually a step-by-step color-coded, this is going to be a color-coded book, it's just not a regular book like you see, I mean come on. Cast doesn't do anything normal. And so it's going to be a color-coded book that is going to walk you through how you're going to make that customer experience in your office. And then the final 20% is actually going to be tips and ideas and places that you can start to make it happen. So, Joey, of any of the viewers on right now, or any of them, uh, people who have read my book and maybe they're stepping up and saying something? Anybody? Uh, it's all quiet on the Western Front so far, but we're waiting for those okay. to trickle in. That, that's fine, and it looks like we've got a handful, probably around six or seven. I'm looking around the back of my screen because I got uh, Josh Lipstone just chimed in and said the book is awesome. The book, Josh Lipstone. There's one right there. He is one of my secret readers. We sent it out to about ten people. Joey, did you get the book? I did. I have not read it yet because I'm a terrible friend and colleague. He said it. I didn't. I didn't. Joey. I mean, you know how many people around the world are just dying to get this book, and you decided that you're not going to read it. I mean, what the heck, dude? 
What do you think? Well, I mean, wait, 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 wait. wait. Healthcare is over too, man. I mean, enrollment is done. That's what you do. What What have you been doing? You've been playing that guitar back there. Uh, I've been trying to actually a little bit, trying to play a little bit of the guitar. Uh, To be honest with you, I don't know if I want to publicly admit this, but maybe the last like real full book I've ever read was The Kid Who Could Only Hit Home Runs. I don't know if uh, I'm a good base on reading stuff because I'm. Joey. Doesn't happen that often, my friend. Joey. But I got to tell you one thing that Joey is good at, guys. And, he's, and this is a plus. This is not a knock. He is one hell of a PS4 player. I'll tell you that right now. Joey, am I wrong on that? I have no way of knowing. We have not played yet. I've been trying to get you to play, and uh, you, you know, I don't think you've accepted my friend's request, but we'll save that for... I think I have, but because I usually see... Well, maybe I have. Maybe my son has. I thought I saw you pop up. Anyways, there's people listening and wanting to know what the heck's going on around here. So, I do. we do welcome your comments for any of you new viewers. We've got so many viewers right now. I know some of you have got to be new. Um, keep in mind that uh, if you're not even viewing live and you're hearing this on the podcast or you're hearing it at a later time, hit me at jason at growprogram.com if you want to leave me a comment later. If not and you're viewing it live, put it right there in your stream and you'll be able to hear it. So here's what's amazing, Joey. I write this, uh, I do this podcast on Google and, and you know how the Internet of Things is not going to, uh, is not a bad thing for agents. It's actually good news for agents. And uh, I, I, what else did we do? Oh, yeah, and we also did the YouTube uh, on the Google and how its effect and role is. And what's amazing is this. I got an email uh, from a gentleman. I'm going to keep names unless he's listening and he wants to. This gentleman is in his – he's a senior agent, veteran agent. He actually owns a company that helps agents grow. And he told me that he wrote a, um, an article – back about 25 years ago, 27 years ago, about how he predicted that in the future, not immediate future, but in the future, insurance companies would be eliminated from the insurance industry. This is what he told me, Joey. I'm not baloneying you. And so he said to me, he said, you know, you young bucks always think that you know what's going on, but really us old guys thought of it before you. And he was given, he was joshing me. He's actually kind of one of my mentors, not a major mentor, but a minor mentor. <laughs> Joey, does that, does that not surprise you? Uh, um, everything you said surprises me, so yes. Um. <laughs> everything. Okay, well, you guys are really getting ready to be surprised because I tell you what, I've been doing a lot of studying. I've been doing a lot of thinking about what I need to do to share with you about what's happening. So, okay, so if you listen to the podcast, you're going to see a little mix of this, but you need to understand that I'm going to stop halfway through it, and I'm going to try and get your feedback, and I'm going to get Joey's feedback. But guys, um, you know I'm passionate about a lot of things. I am really, really, really passionate about this because I believe that I'm onto something. And then when I get senior agents who call me and tell me that they've been thinking or writing about this years ago, and I know where technology is today, and I'm listening to CEOs, and I'm reading white papers of what these people are saying, just know that we, us agents, we're in good news. We're in good seats right now. So when I, I was taught this in Dynamics of Selling, and any of you guys out there listening or viewing have known this if you've taken Dynamics of Selling. There's what we call four cards of insurance. Insurance is made up of four cards. Okay? It's made up of the coverage card, the price card, the service card, and the relationship card. And I'm going to ask you as you're sitting there listening, who, who controls the coverage card in the game of insurance? Joey, you want to take a guess on this one? Uh, I will say the carriers. 
The carrier does. That's right. And a lot of people are, oh, baloney, Jason. No, 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 no. At the end of the day, you can propose whatever coverage you want, but you can only propose the coverages that the carriers control. The second one is the price card, 100% dictated by the company. You may have a lot of companies because you're a trusted choice, a trusted choice independent insurance agent, but the fact is, is that you have to give the price based on what the company says. You can change the coverages, which coverages that are dictated, but basically they control these two cards. And that's actually the good news of how they're going to eliminate themselves. Then, then we have this other card over here, which is called the service card. The service card is kind of mainly today, with a lot of agencies, it's probably almost all owned by the insurance companies. But with agencies like Joey, myself, uh, you know, Ryan Hanley's uh, shop, Josh Lipstone, Aaron Adkins, Aaron Walrich, we own probably about, I'd say, 20-30% of the service card with the, with the insurance companies owning the other 60-70%. The relationship card, owned 100% by the insurance agent. And this is why this is good news for us, bad news for them. Good, bad. Good, bad. Okay? So, Here's what I say is happening. Now let's go, let's stop at those four cards and let me come back. So I'm watching Fareed Zakari on GPS uh, about two Sundays ago, maybe it was three, and he had the, the chairman of, of Cisco Industries, which is one of the high technical, I mean, when you think of IBM, you think of Microsoft, think 10 times larger and in their hands at a lot more things, technological and technology, I should say, and that's Cisco. And John Chambers, the, cha or the chairman, was on there, and he was talking to Fareed Zakari about the improvements that other countries are making. And, and here's the thing. We're just not going to talk theory here. I'm going to give you some practical ideas of what I mean by this. And they were talking about how the theory, uh, or, or excuse me, how, how other countries are leading the digital revolution, um, particularly France. They're doing some unbelievable things. And so he was talking about how the, the World Wide Web in the next couple of years will be gone. It's gone. WWW. Gone. Okay? We'll probably still use it because for us dumb people here in the world like me and Joey, we got to always remember that WWW to understand what it means. But the Internet is actually what it's going to be. Now, the Internet, meaning enter, it's, it's enter, it's closed, it's making things, it's a way to connect things. The Internet is actually going to be coming of age into what they call the IoT. And that means that everything is connected. John Chambers quoted on that very show saying that less than 1% of all things that can be connected in the world are connected. What does that mean? That means room for growth. If you write 1% of the clients in your town, you have a lot of room for growth. Okay, So that's just the amazing things. And you may already say like, Wow, Jason, as as, as as connected as we always already are, you're telling me that there's that much improvement? Absolutely. The fact that my coffee's not really hot, it's kind of cold, there will be connections inside of this cup that will tell me up to the minute of how, how uh, hot it is. I can look at it on my phone. Heck, I don't know. It may even say it right on there, right next to the Trusted Choice Independent Insurance Agent. You guys are just going to start thinking I'm getting like promotions or something because of that. But I just love it. The part is I know that you're not, so that's what makes it funny to me. It, it, what? That I'm not getting promotions? Yeah. Yeah. I just love being a, a trusted choice. It's Hey, it's choice. It's choice for you. Yeah. Choice for my clients. Anyways. 
So when we're looking at the Internet of Things and we're thinking about things connected, Fareed said a great question to him. He asked him a great question. He said, John, what does that mean for business, the IoT and the connection of things? And he said, what he said, in the next five years, what we know of the Internet today will be five to tenfold completely different than what we know of today in five years. He said in 10 years, it won't even be called the Internet. It will be because it will be something that right now we go out online to connect, but it will be all around us in everything that we do. A little bit of this was talked about in the last show, but I'm going to elaborate on it when we talk about eliminating insurance companies. So, Fareed said, give me an example. He said, today, Walmart is a seller of commodities. They are in the retail business of commodities, and they're starting to become digital. In five years, Walmart will be a digital company that happens to be in the retail commodity market. Businesses in five years, he said, will need to be digital that happen to be in the service market. They will be digital and they happen to be in the manufacturing market. They will be digital and they will happen to be into whatever industry it is. And this is big because all this stuff that Joey and I and all this stuff that we talk about in the Mastermind and Dima and reading all these blogs is coming true and it's coming true faster than I actually thought that it was. So what that means for you and I is that in the future we will have to be a digital business that's in the insurance industry. So what does that look like? Okay, when we take back out these four cards, when everything is connected and everything is up to the minute real time, think of think of oil. Think of gas. Like gas you buy at the store and those those prices are going up every day. There's not somebody sitting up in in New York, you know, some actually going well, let's see. We had eight uh, uh, barrels of oil three months ago, and today we had this and that. No, it's instant. It's absolutely instant. They know exactly how much oil has been brought out of the ground today as of 12:19, And that is the way they're able to fluctuate the prices immediately. And they eliminated OPEC and a lot of the things that OPEC does. That's just basically a big board of people who control this stuff. But the, but the stuff behind the scenes has been eliminated because data is so interconnected inside the oil and gas industry. Every industry will have to be this way. The insurance industry will have to be this way. You're going to have to be able to respond immediately like insurance agents can do and like insurance companies can't do. When we look at coverages, when we look at coverages in the way that things are, I mean, let's be honest, they really haven't come up with a lot of new coverages when we talk about property and casualty. There's been some major reform in the health, and I would let Joey speak to that. But, you know, in the last couple of years, what have they had? Disappearing deductibles. They've thrown some equipment breakdown coverage out on homeowners. Just different types of things. And what's amazing is we've needed equipment breakdown for 10, 20 years. It's just that we started seeing the claims in the last 5 to 10 years that finally the actuary science of what needs to be done has just now caught up to actuaries. When you think about pricing, you think about pricing as being set today. 
based on losses that occurred a year, two years, or three years ago, just now being all aggregated into being able to be looked at and realized. And computers are speeding this up. They're able to set rates a lot quicker. So instead of them being three years back, now they're only a year back. But as this speeds up and as things start starting to connect in the, in, in, the, in the world, to be able to have a wreck and hit something and the data that's inside the paint of your car or inside the chip of your car is instantly put up to some database that's instantly analyzed and is able to redo the rates instantly for what the rates would be in your town versus the rates in another town. We used to do it just by zip code. Actually, a long time ago, we used to just do it by if you were a male or a female. Then it was a male or a female inside of a zip code. Then it was a male or a female inside of a zip code that had this car and this car. And when you can take all that and you can aggregate that together, you don't need insurance companies to set a price anymore. When we start seeing certain types of claims that are happening and noticing they're the same type of claim and we can adjust coverages immediately to fit that need or to take away those type of coverages based on price, you don't need actuaries to set coverages anymore. You actually, when we get to the internet of things, you don't need coverage. You don't need price. You need those, but data and computers will be able to do that for you there eliminates those two. So that takes us up to the service card. Now before I go further into the service card and into the relationship card, I'm going to stop and ask Joey some of his thoughts about this. But at the same time, we're going to talk about how is that going to look to a consumer. And we're going to give you actual ideas. How does all of this internet of things work? We're going to give you some more ideas, but Joey, so far, just stop and I want to ask you two questions. What are your thoughts on this? But also, do we have any comments coming out from the viewers? And if we don't, I ask all the viewers to please reach out to us and uh, leave some comments in there. We want to bring you live online so that we can feed this in. And by look at it, well, we've got about 12 to 15 viewers, so I know you've got some comments. Joey? Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, it's... Uh... One, I think I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here on this. That's what. That's why I brought you on. Um, I think let's just take that Walmart example. To say that in five years they're going to be, you know, a digital business per se. Like, I think, I think that's. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because we have to see it first before it actually is going to t get to a point to where it's actually even one known about and then adopted. So if we were to, let's look at the iPhone wasn't introduced until 2007, I think. And it's what 2015, so we're 7 plus years removed from that and while they've they've spread pretty pretty quickly, there are people that still don't have smartphones and we're just starting to see the full realization of these of the of this platform. But notice we didn't get it until 2007, so we haven't even got the platform. So I'd say whenever the platform arrives, then I would start saying five, seven, ten years. Once we actually see it, then that's when I would I would start that countdown. Okay. Um, so for Walmart, because I'm just going to jump in for Walmart, there is a Walmart that's nothing but digital. It's called Amazon. Go. Right. Exactly. And that's my point to say that they're going to. Amazon has been been doing this for ten years, and they've. I mean, to to say that they can beat. Uh, Amazon's experience. I mean, th there's a. I mean, honestly, I don't want to buy something online from from somebody if it's not Amazon or if they're not if it's not two day shipping. They've completely destroyed the expectation for shipping. And to say that Walmart's going to have that figured out in five years, I don't know. I mean, because that's something Amazon's been doing, and they're only. I mean, Amazon is. Uh, you know, can Walmart ship something to you in two days? Maybe. 
but by then Amazon's going to be sending something to you the same day, you know. So it's are they going to be able to catch up to where Amazon is now and then leapfrog over them? You know that because, like you said, if they're that digital business, I don't know if it's going to be as easy of a transition as everybody thinks, and if they're going to ultimately survive it. Right. Well, and and here's the thing is that sometimes you Apple users are egomaniacs, so you assume that you know not everybody has an Apple phone. Well, it's probably because people don't want an Apple phone because it sucks. Okay. But there's other things out there, like when we're talking about the Droid. I was even watching a House of Cards the other day, and they they had Windows phones. I'm like, who in the hell is the director of this? Who has a Windows phone? And if you're watching or listening on a Windows phone, I'm sorry, you're still cool. But I think yeah, people have you know why they have Windows phones, right? Because Windows is paying to be the phone on the show, right? Come on now. Yeah, but some of them had Blackberries as well, which was blowing me away. But yeah, that's that's a good point. I'm I'm actually going to start looking more to see. But you it, know, that product placement's all over the place, man. If you see it on a show, they're paying to be there. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. Except we are trusted choice independent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're right. Okay, and I agree that it takes a while to adapt that platform, but you know, it doesn't take as long, I think, as it used to. I mean, we're looking at Facebook, who went to a billion users, which I got to tell you, I think is a bunch of bullshit. I really do because there's multiple people who have multiple profiles out there. I really think they're probably sitting at like 600 or 700 million. But anyways, they're claiming now like 1.8 billion people are on it, and it's and it's and it's and it's going, growing really very fast. And and even to say, um, Joey, even um, uh, 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 Amazon has its competitions. I I can't pronounce it. It starts with an A, but it's a company out of uh, out of China. They went. Uh, they went uh, public like a year ago, and they're. It's one of the biggest companies. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna totally mess it up, but it's like Alibaba or something like that. And and Amazon's starting to get scared. And to those people over in China, one of the things that they reject and do do some studying on this. A lot of people are rejecting um, uh, stores in other countries. Now, one of the reasons, Joey, that I think that you're more right than I am in what you're saying here about platforms is it's not how fast the people adapt to the platform. It's how much of a stranglehold the corporations have on the platform. Because I believe that that's exactly what John Chambers was saying about France and these other countries that are able to start becoming more digital and digitized quicker because of the fact of the less regulation and less of the corporations that that are that are making it. I mean, one of the reasons why um, the the UK and Europe is so far ahead in the mobile world is because they never got locked down with ATT and Southwestern Bell and had strung up wires all overnight and back in the 70s that totally locked us into the landlines. It's taken us a while to break out of that 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 grip that they've had on us. So so I do think that you're right there. But I also know, I also know this. It's really hard for us to determine this, Joey. It's the frog in the water thing that we've talked about before. I think if you went back just as little as the 2010 when I was starting my agency and I looked and saw what I'm doing today and how I'm doing it and the tools I'm using to make it, and my God, Joey, I mean, really sit about, th think about this. We right now are, are having a live show out of a 56 square foot office out of the room of your home and there are people in Dubai and in Africa who are either watching this live or going to be watching it live because we know that for a fact they're on our mailing list and that they're watching through Infusionsoft which is very very awesome so I mean you gotta think 
think if think if we would have said that, Joey. Think if we would have said that in 2010 that we were going to be doing that. I mean, we would have been like, yeah, dude. I mean, I have like, I mean, my book is like twenty thousand dollars in premium. I'm trying to write some premium. There's no way that's going to happen, but it's happening. I have three locations now at my agency and not one brick and mortar. One's 40 miles that way and one's 50 miles that way. And we're operating it right out of our homes. I mean, things are getting a little bit wild. And I think if we were dropped into that thing, we realize that it's just nothing but the heat's been slowly turned up. And I think things are pretty wild. And I think we are adapting very, very quickly to it. I mean, look at all the, the viewers we have on this damn thing right now watching well, uh, let me let me uh, jump in again and, and deflate your balloon a little bit, um, because I think I think you bring up this 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 show this hangout as a perfect example. Just because people can watch doesn't mean they will or are going to. And while we have a, a decent amount of viewers for our tastes, um, you know that's a perfect example of a hangout being the technology that is available, but yet not yet widely adopted and easily accessible. So yes, it's been around for several years now, but I mean, if I were to you know, tell my wife to go watch a Hangout or to even then take it a step further and put the Hangout on the TV and watch it, you know, she's not going to be able to do that. Neither, I'm sure, if you, if you took five people that are you know, down the street from you, they're not going to know how to do that either. Um, I think that's kind of what we're at. It's just like, yes, it's, it's coming, but to where we're actually ready for it and, and can use it in a way that is going to be meaningful and, and, and widely adopted is, is, is further away than we might want to uh, to give credit for. I, I got to admit it. I appreciate you being devil advocate. I, I absolutely disagree. I just think that when you come up with things like smart TVs, Google Hangouts will become something that's really powerful. We have a smart TV. and we, we get, Well, do we not have a smart TV already? Like, what is your definition of smart TV? No, no, no. We do have... No, 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 no. We do have smart TVs. No, no, no. We have smart TVs today, but not everybody has them because of why? Technology. Once technology becomes relevant and you can pull a one gig stream of broadband off of your thing. Right now, if we all had smart TVs and we were all streaming nothing but TVs to our, to our um, uh, streaming television to our TVs, I mean, we'd drop the whole trunk line throughout the neighborhood. I mean, it just wouldn't happen. I mean, when the kids come home, my internet goes down because they all get on PS3. I mean that's all, I, but I mean, I mean, my house. That's all I do is I don't, I don't watch anything other than I, I stream everything that I watch on my TV through whether it be through Netflix, whether it's through YouTube, whether it's through uh, my own Plex server of my own videos that I have stored. Like I stream everything to my TV. So which, I guess which, uh, Joey is saying Plex, P L E X. If you don't have it, Joey told it's about me, and now I have it, and now my friends, my son's friends have it, and I've got friends who now have Plex. But yes, go ahead. So um, I guess my, my point is is that I, I, I all right so I guess I'll put it this way in 2006 I got out of college and I did college radio and I I was looking for a a, a a way to keep doing that just doing that show to have have an outlet and I found that there was a place that would let you have your own internet radio station so I bought my own internet radio station and did it for a couple years and I saw at that time that. You were limited by the integration of the technology. You yes. couldn't get an internet radio station in your car. People weren't going to sit at their computer. I mean, they, they were, but they I mean, people didn't even know it existed in 2006. Right. Internet radio kind of didn't really catch on, and it became more of podcasts. And it's still, it, it was. I knew then in 2006 that it was the limitation of the integration of the, of of the end user, and that's what's ultimately going to drive the adoption of these things and even now in 2015 I don't know that we are fully there with podcasts we're pretty close 
but still, again, I use my parents as the example. I use even, you know, my sister would, would not necessarily put on a podcast. I mean, yeah, that's the demographic, but I mean, there's still a lot of people out there that don't know how or want to listen to these things, and it's because it's not push and play. And it's that interface and that, that ease of integration that I think we're ridiculously underestimating. I, I think so. I think so. But, but but also thinking 10, 15 years ago, we just had radio and we had television. And now it doesn't mean that radio and television are bad, that it just because there's not as many people listening to it, it's because there's many more options. So I think that there may not be a lot of people who just watch a Google Hangout, like, oh, everybody in the future will be watching that. No, but it will be an option that a lot of people will start to use. And as people start to uh, see value... I think very, very few people are going to use Plex, okay? But once you told me about Plex and I used it, I immediately told my friend Mark Johnson, who immediately told his friend Max Schwartz, who immediately told his friend Michael Sheff. And in a matter, I mean, seriously, how long ago did you tell me about that? It was only a couple weeks ago. Well, I mean, <laughs> from, from the time that I told you and from the time that you actually listened to when I told you, those are two different timelines, but yeah. We'll call, it a couple, we'll call it a couple weeks. Okay, I'm going to even say like four, five, or six weeks. And now... Boom, everybody thinks that it's just great, and it takes time and word of mouth, but it goes rather quickly. Now, if we would have told me about that um, four or five years ago, I could have probably told my friends, and they'd be like, oh, well, sorry, I don't have a PS4, or I don't have a mobile phone, or I, don't, I can't do that, or blah, 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 or I don't have high-speed internet, or whatever. But as that technology's come, so I talked about a little bit about this earlier, but I want to, um, on a DEMA um, uh, uh, webinar I was doing, but I encourage everybody listening to go, if you have a TED Talk, I want you to look at Deep Learning. Uh, Deep Learning is a fabulous podcast, and it talks about the progression of the human mind and performance. And it talks about from 1900 all the way up to about 2050, I think is the, is the, is the slide and the uh, infograph they're showing. And it shows human performance to be just as a slight increase in intellect of how we grow and, and get smarter as humans. And as it's going, right around 1960, you see this new line coming up. And this new line is coming up, and it's computers and their intellect and how they're progressing and how they're getting smarter. And it goes like this. And around 2010, it starts to take a, a huge, huge increase. And around 2015, by 2017, it is going straight up and it's already passed. I encourage everybody to go listen to that 18-minute po uh, podcast. It is phenomenal. And what it talks about is how these computers are so smart that they're able to actually learn and teach themselves. And when that starts to happen, you start having to say, okay, we're understanding. Now, really grasp this, what I'm saying, everybody. We start to say, well, based on how things will progress is how what relative humans are able to accept it and adapt to it and use it. I say no. I say that we will have to start adapting to how fast technology goes because if you don't, it will be way smarter than you and you will be left behind. I am telling you, and I've told my dad this, there will come a time here very, very shortly, three, five, seven, ten years, if you don't have a smartphone, you're going to be left behind because we won't even have smartphones. Okay, so let's let, let's stop for a minute and let's get back to that service. It kind of goes back to these two cards. We need to start wrapping up in the next 10, 15, 20 minutes. I got, I got, I got something I want to get in here, so I don't know if you want me to do it now before we start into service, but I want to, I, I want to, and this, this just kind of came to me. So we're talking about the acceleration of information, right? That's basically what the, inform, the Internet of Things is, right? 
a more wild, widely acceptable set of information that we can use instantly. You don't think that that access to that information will then be somehow used to leverage decision-making in a way that is instantaneous for the end consumer? In, in such case, I mean, uh, if, 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 if everything's going to be constantly monitor, monitored and analyzed, um, let's just take this, for example, health insurance policy, because that's what I do. They're going to know when you went to the doctor how much you've spent in claims, all that fun stuff instantly. They're going to know what you make. They're going to know how much you spend your money on where, what's available, what kind of cash flow you have. And then ultimately, they're going to be able to say, based on all that information, you're going to probably be best suited for a $6,000 deductible bronze plan. You don't go to the doctor that often. Uh, you only have about this amount of money in medical costs every year for the last however many years. So it's feasible to assume that you know if nothing else comes up that we don't know about, we can predict. And it's probably going to even be able to predict if we want to really get nuts about it, yeah. we're talking nanotechnology to where you know stuff is actually monitoring what's going on inside you on a regular basis. Uh, we're going way off the deep end here, but it'll say it'll be even be able to predict what is going to be happening to you medically down the road, in which then it's actually going to be able to provide you with a better recommendation than I could ever hope to do as as far as what coverage and whatever else have you. Um, how about that? No, absolutely, Joey. You 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 are right on. And I think that uh, maybe in that instance, uh, you may be in trouble as an insurance, health insurance guy. But no, and I, I absolutely agree because even after you collect that data for a while, um, you just said it and it was so right on. I mean, after you start seeing, when we start collecting this data of health on people for 30, 40, and 50 years, you're going to be able to start to see the symptoms of what someone's health would look like when they're 23 and predict that they're going to have a heart attack somewhere between the age of 50 and 60, or 40 and 50, or 30 and 40, based on the fact of how that, 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 that uh, data looks today. And that's right. That's the IoT. So I think that there's some things there that I haven't really thought about. You just put some great stuff in my mind. But there's also some things that I have thought about when it comes to the auto and home. Okay, and when it comes to life insurance and some different types of things like that. So let's talk about that. But but I really do like that. And I think, Joey, that kind of goes back onto something you and I have been talking about a couple of uh, months ago about uh, insurance companies eliminating agents, if I'm correct. Was that kind of on that hint there? Uh, yes and no. Actually, that was way beyond anything that we talked about there. But, yeah, it's, it's similar. Okay. So... So this is where we get down to the nuts and bolts of what I'm talking about. So if we eliminated the coverage and the data card, whether we have or not, Joey's made some great counterpoints to it, and that's why I love Joey being on here. But I have to say that, as Joey just said, if you if all that data is being managed that he's talking about with health insurance, you start eliminating insurance companies galore. Does that mean we're going to never have any insurance companies? No, but today there's around 2,200 PNC companies. And I can dramatically see that number going down to around probably around 20, 10. Okay. And what we're going to need them for is to manage crowdfunding. And administration, we're Jason. Administration. What'd you say? Administration. What do you mean? You manage the crowd. Like right now, the 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 hurdle from that happening, and they've got some like you know ragtag like duct tape and uh, floss you know solutions out there. Is is some, when you go to the doctor, they, you know, the, the insurance company is the one that sends the money over to where it needs to go. When you get in an accident, the insurance company is the money that sends the money to where it needs to go. That's that's the ultimate hassle. Right. That's right. That's right. So the administration portion, which that's where I'm saying that, like, 
you know, if you're a territory rep in the insurance industry, if you're an underwriter in the industry, if you're a marketing manager in the industry, uh, if you're in your 20s or 30s, I'd really be thinking about how your retirement's going to look up because, you know, you're going to be there for a while, but I, I, they're going to be making some cuts. Matter of fact, I just know one uh, company uh, that has a little red umbrella uh, made a uh, huge dramatic cuts. I, I didn't even know it, and I reached out to one of my friends. I was talking about the Travelers Championship, and I'm going to be going there in June, and uh, I didn't even realize it that him and about three or four of his gut buddies, which were pretty high up in management, uh, actually were axed by by travelers. Now keep in mind, this is a company who's actually making a lot of money due to uh, Obama and all of his buddies pumping eighty billion dollars in treasury bonds a month into the industry. Oh, okay, I won't get onto that. But anyways, what I'm saying is, is that there's some major cuts that are coming, and they're only going to increase. So when I think about this, and I think crowdfunding, and I think things like Kickstarter will ultimately be our pot of money for insurance companies, and you'll have to have the expertise of the insurance companies today as they slim down to help administer and manage that. So the service card is important, though, because this now deals with us agents. So the more things that we can offer in the service card, which would be mobile applications, e-signatures, online help, risk management there's different and I could go on and on I don't want to go on and on about that because I did realize we are kind of running out on time here there's a lot of different things that we can look at that every one of those things that we make happen in our agency today we start to take more and more of that service card off the table for the company and we bring it directly into the agent into where the client doesn't necessarily need the insurance company other than some administrative work which I believe a lot of that administrative work can be done in the future um, regarding the agent think about if you've got this pot of money over here by some crowdfunding and Joey goes to the to has a wreck or he goes to his health you know maybe that's administered through the insurance agent that they make the connection there and administer that over don't know a lot of wild things but what I'm saying is is out of these cards I see us being able to provide better services to the companies we can today. Another one is online payments. Here in the next uh, uh, next two months, I'm con um, in um, works with Duke Williams from Simply Easier Payments, and I'm going to be getting something called Hub to Pay. Someone is going to be my website's being redone. Whenever they go into my website, they can go and make a payment from my website. Never leave my website and make a payment to the carriers. That can be done today. There's a one little part of it that's what we call conditional, which means it can be done, and then there's kind of a manual thing we have to do on the back end, but that can even be automated as well. Once the carriers get on board, we'll see how they're already, I mean, what I can do, they can't even do. See how that service card's starting to eliminate them out. Once they start getting on board, and if they don't, we'll eliminate them then I can actually do a full automated payment. But my goal is by the end of 2015 is a client can come to my website, make a payment right on my website and never leave my website. And I know all you agents right now are listening to that going, man, I want some of that. You're darn right you want some of that. And for all of you who are sitting there listening saying that will never happen, you're the people I'm calling walking dead. So I'm sorry, it's rude, but that's just the way it is. So now we have we have this card here, which is a relationship card, and we we, we own it. Then we got the service card that we're slowly by offering services that the customer wants. We now take that over, which eliminates them and keeps us. When I say eliminate, once again, doesn't take them all the way out. Let me let me jump in here again real quick. So on the service side, I think the relationship is is the home is is the is the last flag that we have, the strongest. But uh, maybe not. 
So on the service side of things, like you mentioned e-signature and things like that, um, again, I think we're talking in two different timelines, I think. I think some of the stuff that we're talking about and some of the other things, I don't think they overlap. I think it's the precursor too, and it's the transition too. Um, so like e-signature and all that stuff, that's the next five years, maybe ten years. But let's let's get serious. Like if the, if this Internet of Things is a reality that we're kind of imagining and, and like this real-time data, uh, we've all heard of Google Glass, right? So it's just this little thing that goes on your glasses. Like that is going to be some, some iteration of that is going to be what replaces the smartphone. Now is that not going to have the capability of a retinal scan to just identify you via your retinal scan versus having you actually electronically sign something? So electronic signatures, as soon as data or as soon as um, you know biometric kind of integration, like that, all of that goes away. And Absolutely. So I think I think that it's it's all of the all of that service stuff, all that administrative stuff, all of the, all those all of those three cards are up for grabs right now or will be up for grabs. Right. Um, I think that's I think that's something that we're just underestimating, and again, I think that we're working on two different timetables right now. Well, and it's not that we're so much estimating. You are right about that, Joey. It's not that we're underestimating. It's that we can't fathom that until that technology is there. But we know right now that the University of Tennessee has actually chips implanted into this year was the very first year had chips, microchips implanted into their shoulder pads, so they're able to tell the force of the hit. How, how traumatic the hit was. Their, their, their goal is to be able, many things, but their goal is to be able, after a hit, and the way the person hits and the way it impacts their body, they'll be able to tell if the person has a broken bone before they even run out onto the, onto the field. That's where we're going with this stuff. Happened this year, University of Tennessee is the first one by NCCA allowed to make that happen. Really phenomenal thing. I met with a uh, marketing manager from United... Um, um, gosh, what's his name? A United Standard. It's not United Standard. It's um, Union Standard. Union Standard Insurance. And and he was telling me about it. He is a big like uh, booster for the uh, Tennessee football. Huge into it. And so I thought that was pretty phenomenal. But that goes back to what we're saying here. But let's talk practical real quick. What does that look like? How could that be? Now, once again, as Joey just said, I think that that looks like um, it, it, it. he is right. We're talking about things today that we know of, but those could be totally eliminated. But here's the point of what Joey said. He's talking about retinol and all this stuff like that. That's all digital. That's what John Chambers is talking about. Okay. Um, he's, he, we're talking about societies that are going digital. This just isn't business. This is a society. So I said this on the podcast, and maybe you guys didn't catch it if you did for the viewers, but really when it comes to, to this, imagine you leaving your house in the morning, you're driving down the road, you see a pothole in the middle of your road. You stop, you take a picture of it, you go to your city app, and you upload it directly into the city app. Once you upload that pothole into the city app, the computer recognizes it, scans it, sees it, immediately sends it up to its central database where it starts sending out bids to any contractor within a 10, 15, 20 mile area who works on roads. 
They then, in a matter of 24 hours, they have 24 hours to submit a bid. The bid comes through the next day or two or three days later, someone's out there fixing that pothole. Not only did it get fixed, but also me or whoever's, whoever did this is going to get points. And when they get points, it's based on in their society of different things they can do. So if you were the point leader of your society, maybe that makes you mayor. Maybe that automatically puts you on the city council. Um, there's a lot of different things that can be happening. Self-reporting, going to baseball games. What do we need reporters going to baseball games for when most of the pictures are being taken by the parents, which can all be analyzed by parent by pictures? This is this by the way, this is in the book this is in the book Breakout by Newt Gingrich. So I'm just not making this stuff up. But talks about when all the pictures are analyzed in a central database of all the parents taking pictures of their kids. There, the computer can put those pictures together and, and basically write out the story of what happened in the game. Also keeping in mind that the computers are connected to the scoreboard. So as they see the pictures and the picture frames go, they know that what, what, if there was a strike, if there was an out, that there was a hit. All this stuff is connected. Okay. So how does that look like to an insurance agency? Well, maybe Jim Bob's sitting there at his, at his chair. And he's and he's kind of looking at things, you know, and boop, he's got to gets a notification from his JDC Insurance Group app. And when he opens it up, it says, "Hey, we're getting ready to debit your account for this month, and uh, you owe eighty-five dollars. Last month you were paying eighty-two dollars. Um, click here to make the payment, or we're going to automatically make the payment for you, or click here to get a quote." In five years, and I know this will happen, Joey. In five years, everything that we insurance agents need. In order to get a quote for an auto insurance policy, all the information we have to gather today, which we all hate, there's some 21-year-old kid sitting in the basement of his mother's home probably realizing that we hate to gather this information. He's figuring out an app to get all that information and aggregate it together. You're going to be able to open it up and say, get a quote. And boom, in a matter of 30 seconds, it's going to come back and it's going to say, hey, here's one for $24 or, or $84. Here's one for $93. Here's one for $75. And what that does is, is that guy says, okay, yeah, I want to take that policy. Boom, he takes that policy, spins the phone sideways, does a little uh, does a little signing, or maybe he's looking you know, through retinal or whatever he's doing, and boom, it instantly binds the, the policy. I believe that in the future... And I believe in the near future, insurance will be a commodity. Well, it already is a commodity, but will be priced like a commodity to where you won't be having annual policies. You won't be having six-month policies. You may not even have monthly policies. You may have weekly or daily policies where you go with a company and your price changes up and down based on the data it's collecting in real time in order to make those rates and to make it successful. And there's a lot of you listening right now going, what? That's stupid. No, that'll never happen. Yeah, we also didn't think that we would spend three to four hours of our lives a day sitting on a thing called Facebook or LinkedIn or Google Plus trying just to figure out what our friends are saying or laughing about there's pictures of fat people or ugly people like Joey and I. You know, I mean, that, that, there's, that, that's, that, that, we didn't think that as little as three or four or five years ago. And, and that's where we are today. I think the question that I, I, is really at the, at the crux of this whole thing, and I hate that word crux, but anyways. I like um, it. I don't, it, it bugs me. Um, but um, I think it's, it's is, that, is that prediction, that, 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 that technology that you described of getting, you know, making the payment and, and having the quote delivered to the cell phone, is it going to come fast enough before something else outpaces it or replaces it? I think is the, I think, you know, because we're going to say this is going to happen, that's going to happen, it's, 
I honestly think, like you said, once some of this stuff starts to go, it's just what's going to get there first. I, I, think, I think that's the hardest thing to decide because I can say, yeah, Jason, that sounds great, but if something else takes on faster and it's going to just completely make that irrelevant to where, you know, like we said, once you're analyzing stuff in real time all the time, like just I, we don't know how – I guess that's the thing I struggle with is saying, is it going to – is it going to come fast enough to, to get there to be viable? No, and I agree with what you're saying, but what we're also trying to do is look at ants on the ground when really we just we're, we need to be looking at this from a very far view and say, we know something's coming. We right. know this is what it's going to be. John Chambers said that business would be digital. He didn't say what that digital would look like. He just said digital. Well, let's 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 t take it down to this. And again, brass tacks. This is you know take, zooming out or really just getting down to the to the start of it. It's okay. So you know initially you know we were used for our information, right? Information for what the coverages were, the companies that wasn't readily accessible. The internet changed that. Now it's our advice. It's okay. We can understand this stuff because you don't want to take the time to do that. Well, now, if the next move is, is if, if, if the next evolution is they're going to provide that understanding for you in a much faster, easier way to where that you know the information that you're getting is, is easily understand, then what is our role then? So that's the question. It's always just continuing to understand what our current role is, what it was, and what's it going to be as it relates to this technology. Just, just thinking out loud, once again, technology may take it over. But I, my thought is, Joey, my thought is, is that as that person is making their payment, however that looks, it's going to say, hey, by the way, you're going to get a little notification that pops up, and it's going to do things that us agents don't do today, but we're still going to, I think they'll still need agents. Hey, um, looks like your son's turn or your daughter's turning 16 next month. Um, click here to have Joey give you a call so that he can discuss the other things that you're going to need to know. Now, once he gets those information for Joey and he makes those buying decisions, he's not going to need Joey again until the next milestone because the computer is going to constantly be able to update his coverages with what he has now, make recommendations. Hey, And so I think it's the same, very same thing as we always go back to the travel agencies. There's still travel agencies, but they're needed for very specific items. And the cool thing is, though, as we've talked about and seen the reports, those travel agencies that are still around today, which is only about 20, 30, 40 percent of them, make four to five times the amount of money. So the point is, is if you're listening to this and you're and you, that's why I say you're walking dead when you don't believe it. You're just kind of pushing it off. And that's the same things that the travel agencies do. Keep in mind, before I, the agency I worked at before owned a travel agency and was inside. It was in a separate room, but it was inside of our office. And I listened to my agency owners like have arguments about it because the young guys, which who were older than me, were saying, hey, we need to be you know, thinking differently and, oh, man, you'll always need travel agents and all that stuff. So I, I lived right in the middle of that personally. And, and, and I think that now they're actually out of business, but the travel agency that's right down the road is actually really booming. And there's only become one of them, but they've discovered where their niche is. So I'm thinking, you know, hey, um, it looks like, uh, you know, according to the reports, your son just had a uh, just had a daughter. You know, it will know that. Hopefully, not before Dad does, but it, but it would know that, and it would be able to next time it hits, send you a notification and say, hey, um, looks like you might need to be able to purchase some life insurance. Click here to talk to Jason, or click here to buy it yourself. It's that kind of innovation that is going to take the real time data and meet the consumer where they are in real time to be able to help them. I mean, we already see that with advertising. I make a post about it's 11 days till spring, and the damn thing goes wild and viral across the Facebook. I put something out about how insurance can save you money, and no one clicks on it. 
It's all because the computer was able to say, hey, this is more relevant to people today than that other article is, and it, and it threw it out there like crazy. The reason why we don't like and understand marketing and the way Facebook and LinkedIn and all those things work is, is because we want it to work the way we want it to work, and the computer wants it to work in the way the end user wants it to work. So once we start realizing that, then we can start being in there where that person needs to be. So I think that, uh, Joey, uh, do we have any, any, any questions? Have you, have you taken any other questions out there? Uh, it's pretty quiet. Okay, well, that's, that's good. Obviously, we've kept the same amount of viewers, so I think that that was pretty damn good. Um, I guess they really like listening to you and I. Hey, anybody listening out there, do you guys like Joey and I going back and forth, or do you just want me to get rid of Joey because he disagrees with me? You just tell me. Put it out there right now. Type in there. Get rid of Joey. You're putting the hit on me, right? Uh, no, I'm not getting rid of you. All I got to do is just disconnect you from the damn meeting, Joey. Yeah. See, that's a, that's a digital hit. That's what it is. It's a digital hit. I just wipe you off immediately. So, Joey, check those comments. Um, I want to get a couple comments from somebody. I know you guys are listening. This is way over your head. Um, are we right? Are we wrong? Um, tell us, uh, you know, uh, Jason, you're right. Joey, you're right. You're wrong. That's okay. I, I, we need this feedback. But I also want you to know a lot of this stuff is just not made up. A lot of it is I do a lot of research. I am a straight geek at this stuff. My sons and my wife laugh at me at how excited I get when I read these white papers. If you go out to Cisco.com uh, and you type in their search bar, IoT, Internet of Things, you'll get a, I think, 16-page or 15-page white paper. And I just, if you're a geek like me, read it. Read it. And, and, and start thinking about your own business in it and go, holy cow. And here's the other thing I know, Joey, is that in an, in an economic system and in a capitalistic system, we live in a society where we have trickle-down or top-down. Change is no different. Change is no different. Change starts at the top, and it works its way down. The one fork that I could kind of throw into that is, is consumerization proves that wrong. But what I'm saying is, is that by understanding what Cisco is investing $250 million into, into France, so that they can make their education, their government more digital, so that the businesses then can be more digital, when they're investing that kind of money, guys, they know something. And I think it's from learning from those top down is where we can better our lives. Joey, I'm going to let you close this up before I do. Well, uh, just uh, just to answer the comments, Josh did come in. Josh Lipstone came in to my defense and said, if you get rid of Joey because he disagrees with you, I'm going to stop watching. So if you get rid of me for any other reason other than disagreeing, he should be cool with it, but you just can't get rid of me for disagreeing. Uh, I'm going to leave you with my last and final disagreement on the day. And what's going to hold this entire thing up, it's going to stop... Well, at least it's not going to hold it up. It's going to, it's going to be a, a debate that's going to go on for longer than any one of us want it to happen. It's going to be privacy. You're talking about information that is shared uh, openly and freely, and privacy law is going to make this thing an absolute nightmare and going to delay it much longer than any one of us might want to admit. Good point. Very, very, very good point. Um, and, you know, privacy is such a scare tactic, you know. It really is. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, maybe I don't want them to know everything about me. I really don't know really what I don't want people to know about me. I, I have this podcast and this grow show, and I tell you guys everything I'm thinking anyways. Um, and I don't know. But, you know, where people get so scared is like with that um, 
that Facebook app, um, Messenger. Guys, I use Messenger. I thought I think it's awesome. Okay, because I don't know Joey. Maybe I don't um, Josh Lipstone. Maybe I don't have Josh in my phone. And Josh, I mean, you're you're watching. I don't think if I looked in my contacts, I don't know if you're in my contacts. But you and I can text all the time through Facebook or Facebook Messenger. But people got freaked out that it was going to take all your privacy and it could see your pictures and stuff. Folks, you have probably 10 more apps in your phone that you've given the same permission to use. It's just that Facebook happens to be the big gorilla in the room and you're all scared and, oh my gosh, you know, they're going to find out. Any app that you have that uses your camera has permission to use your camera when it wants. Okay, and basically it's not when it wants. The privacy even says that it has the permission is if you open that app, it has the permission to use your camera while using that app. Okay, I mean think of any app that you have that allows you to do that, you have those same privacy commit that you've allowed. But you're also not allowing Facebook to do it. So, I mean, there are so many things that are just like, are you kidding me? But, what Joey's saying is absolutely correct. There's going to be those with privacy, but here's the thing. I believe things are going to get connected so fast that if you want to stay that, you're almost going to be like Amish people or Mennonites. You really are. And, and, and I'm not downing them. It's just the only comparison I can use to say that those people have not evolved into, an, into a world of where we are today. And they've stayed stuck and they said, hey, I'm not moving. I'm not going forward. And you know what? That's cool. There's a part of our society that that allows that, and you know they work within that system. It's probably a lot tougher, or maybe easier than I think or know. But the point is, that's where you're going to become. We're we're going ahead. We're we're moving. We're going. It's kind of like we tell some of our 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 our, uh, our employees. You know, we're going to do this, and we're going to grow this business 15% a year, with or without you. We're going. And if you decide that you want to go to a stagnant office and work over there, you're probably not going to have as much fun as we are. So one of my favorite sayings, and it's in my book, if you can't change your people, change your people. I love that because that's the rule there. And uh, you know what? Facebook's probably thinking the same thing that a lot of this technology is. So it looks like we're starting to lose a couple of you. Yep, we are. It's 103. We're starting to lose a couple of viewers. And uh, so... I just want to wrap this up and say thank you for watching The Grow Show. Obviously, you know that we're very passionate about this. Um, for all the viewers we had today, I would love to hear more comments and uh, thoughts. But, you know, sometimes Joey and I think so far outside of the box, it takes a while to absorb. So if you want to reach out to me at a later time, reach out to me at jason at growprogram.com. Um, Joey, why don't you give them your uh, email address as well, so in case they want to reach out to you. Oh, yeah, you can just shoot me an email at joey at jingolainsurance.com. Be good. So you got to come up with a different email, dude. No one knows how to spell Jingola. I mean, come on. You, you do the, the fearlessly thing or whatever. Joey at fearlesslyquestioning.com. You can email me there, too. Or joeyjingola at Gmail. Take your pick, whichever one you want. Jingola. they, they got to go search you out on fa on Google first to figure out how to find, spell your name to then email you. That, that's I, didn't, I didn't give myself my name, Cass, so ease up, will you? <laughs> <laughs> and for all you guys want to know, it's G-I-A-N-G-O-L-A. -A. That's Joey Jingola. So it's G-I-A-N-G-O-L-A.com. And for all you um, driving down the road right now, listen to this. Don't grab a pen and paper and write that down. Joey will be here whenever you need. Okay? Yeah. 
Hey, this has been Jason Cass uh, with uh, the the Agents Influence podcast. If you're listening through the podcast, but this is really the Grow Show, starring uh, Joey and Jason. And I appreciate you listening. You have no idea how much you mean. If you want to do me a favor and you want to do Joey a favor, take this podcast or take this video and share it with people that you know. Because that's the way that we're going to get more like-minded people thinking this way so that we can finally separate the winners from the losers. And by you listening and by you watching, you're a winner. This has been Jason Cass. Thanks. Uh -huh.